0: Here's some exciting news from our friends at N.T. Factor. You've heard me talk for years about the natural energy-producing benefits and anti-aging effects of N.T. Factor's line of nutritional supplements. Well, now those same benefits are available for your pets. Introducing N.T. Factor Pet Power. It's the first formula to restore the structure and function of cellular membranes in animals increasing vigor and vitality. By adding NT factor pet power to their food, research has shown that energy loss and other age-related changes in animals were reduced and are delayed after only eight weeks of daily use. Now your pets can benefit from the same clinically proven formula I use and prescribe to my patients to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. Clinical trials have shown that NT factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. With a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose, you can get the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas, including the all-new Pet Power, by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today's guest is Nathan Jones, CEO and founder of Clear Inc. It's spelled X-L-E-A-R. Uh, Clear makes nasal products that uh, we've talked about frequently here on Intelligent Medicine. Also, Spry Dental Products. He actually has some very exciting new research to share with us. It's always great having a conversation with uh, Nate. Nate is uh, an entrepreneur. Uh, And uh, he is uh, someone who has uh, developed a very, very uh, prominent company in the healthcare space. Uh, He is uh, one of the global leaders in uh, sinus and oral care products that support a healthy lifestyle. Uh, And Nate's father, uh, who actually did some of the initial research on xylitol, has graced our airways at various times, explaining how he discovered that xylitol uh, can help treat his patients who had persistent upper respiratory infections. Uh, Now with uh, COVID, hopefully in the rearview mirror, uh, still uh, there's a concern about uh, respiratory infections, and dental problems. And we're going to talk about some uh, exciting new developments. Uh, there's always something new to talk about because the research just keeps getting poured out. Uh, Nate, it's a pleasure having you back on Intelligent Medicine. Thanks very much for joining us.
1: Great. Hey, thanks for having me on anytime.
0: Okay. Well, uh, first of all, uh, there's uh, some exciting research about uh, the antiviral efficacy of uh nasal uh sprays and you know this this is actually very important because we tend to rely on uh, expensive medications uh we've got some new ones uh that are being tested out on patients uh we have uh, monoclonal antibodies we have of course uh, the very very aggressive vaccine campaign but the first line of defense really is in our respiratory epithelium in our nose in our mouth uh, in our nasopharynx and, uh, of course, uh, our lungs as well. Uh, so, tell us about uh, some of the new research that you've recently shared with me.
1: Well, uh, there's a number of, of really good studies that are out there with regards to to viral and bacterial upper respiratory infections. Um, you know, one of the one of the studies that we just finished doing um, that, that really has nothing to do with the 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 virus itself and we still need to figure out what the method of action is but we were doing a research study down in the Dominican Republic looking at at treating COVID with a clear with a xylitol nasal spray because our and that's not complete uh, by the
0: way that was underway the last time I talked to you and now the results are in
1: that is that is complete and it will be published uh, probably on a preprint server in the next month and probably within a journal in the next two months um, we already have a couple of journals that are already really interested in it because we found something that was that was fairly interesting. We we started this study trying to find out how effective it was to actually treat um, COVID two or, or COVID nineteen with a or with a nasal spray with xylitol in it. Um, the U.S. government, <clears throat> in their infinite great wisdom, um, has said that we can't use any. Um, studies with with using saline, because there's a, a large number of studies out there just using saltwater irrigation that have shown that just using saltwater irrigation um, with people that, that get COVID, the, the, it just takes care of it. Um, you know, you can find those, there online, just Google them, saline irrigation. And, you know, our product, the base of our product is a saline irrigation product. Mm-hmm. We have just added other things to it to improve on it. And so when we started this study, we were we were trying to get enough people in there and look at it and have it be a large RCT trial looking at it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we kind of decided and said, no, what we're going to do is we're just going to compare it to saline and do what's called a non-inferiority study right? to show that it is at least not inferior to saline because mm-hmm. after you do that, you can mm-hmm. go back and say, well, okay, you can use all these other studies, even though common sense and logic would tell you you could use it before. You know our government doesn't really deal in common sense and logic, and so we went and did this study. But the thing that we found in this study that was really interesting is people that get COVID, about twenty to twenty five percent of them lose their sense of smell. Yeah. And, and in and this sometimes, study, sometimes people,
0: permanently. I mean, there are many people who have uh, possibly permanently lost their taste and smell.
1: Well, I hope they don't, but that's not doesn't sound very good, but. In this study, the people that were using the saline nasal products, the saline hygiene tools, um, they still were getting this anosmia up to 20 to 25%, kind of the same as if they weren't using anything, you know, any nasal sprays. Mm -hmm. But the people in the study that used the xylitol nasal spray, not a single one of them lost their sense of of smell. Wow. Which, we've got to figure out the method of action of that, but... That's pretty interesting yeah. to find that out.
0: Well, th- th- so let's make the distinction. We do know that there's a lot of research that suggests that xylitol is antibacterial, which would make sense for people who have bacterial sinus problems. Uh, bacterial infections uh, cause chronic sinusitis. So it, it, I, I recommend uh, clear nasal spray to all my patients who suffer from chronic sinusitis, especially when there's a you know, a greenish, yellowish uh, uh pus, an exudate coming out of the sinuses. That's a bad sign. It's a sign of a bacterial infection. But uh, it's kind of unanticipated Mm -hmm. that xylitol would have an action against viruses. I don't think it's ever been claimed that xylitol is antiviral. And that's why you're saying there's something happening Mm -hmm. here. What it is ain't exactly clear, basically, right?
1: Correct. And and I don't even know. I don't understand. You know, I'm not a trained physician. I, I probably should put that out there. You know I understand nasal hygiene, I understand oral hygiene. I spent 20 years um, understanding it. I've spent a lot of money learning about it and doing research projects to understand it better because that's what that's what my business is is about. but we we really didn't understand that you know you touched on it the xylitol we've never really understood how xylitol or if there was ever a antiviral or a viral blocking. We know that xylitol blocks bacterial adhesion of strep pneumo h flu mcat mm-hmm. staff, and a couple other of these pathogenic bacterias um but we've never really had anything showing that it does that for a virus mm-hmm. the very first time that we've seen that there were a couple of studies that were done uh, in in 2017 and 2018 that were published in 2018 2019 that actually show that if you ate xylitol then your your incidence and severity of you with a flu hmm. would actually go down, hmm. Hmm. and that was that was print, that was published out of out of uh, South Korea, and it was a very well written article, but it didn't answer the question of why. Mm-hmm. It just said if you ate it,
0: well, and let, so we're like, me, well, maybe there is something. Let Let me throw out some speculation here, because and, if I might, uh, th- that. What we're talking about is is an environment in the nasal passages that makes one more susceptible to uh, infection, uh, whether it's viral uh, or bacterial. And so could it possibly be that the suppression of harmful bacteria uh, may help repel viruses? In other words, uh, an environment in the nasal passages which is rife with certain uh, bacteria Uh, may suppress uh, the local immunity in the nasal passages. And thus, by keeping that population uh, at bay, uh, or alternatively, maybe just simply the stimulation of production of uh, nasal mucus, uh, which it does, because when you use the clear nasal spray, it does cause uh, additional mucus flow.
1: Correct. But that's the point, is in this study... They weren't putting it in their nose; they were eating it.
0: <laughs> right, so that's mystifying. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and and so that, that you know, is, and that's we're like it's just an effect you know, in the
0: gut, really, like a, a, on the immune system in the in the GI tract. That's what that uh, points well, to.
1: Mark Cannon. Mark Cannon has has you know put out a couple of hypotheses on this. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so but so we never really actually dug into the viral aspect of it. It was something we debated going back and forth with. You know, Mark, with with some of these other people that we work with, um, but we hadn't really ever done anything. When when COVID hit, there was a paper that came out of the University of Tennessee where they looked. They were looking at iota carrageenan, which is a seaweed extract that is used already used in in a lot of countries in a nasal spray because it it kind of thickens up the mucus. And the concept is is uh, that if you thicken it up, it's going to block more of the bacteria mm-hmm. and viruses. And so. Mm-hmm. There are nasal sprays out there with iota carrageenan in them that you can buy, but not in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And this company in Argentina that sells one, they actually came up to the University of Tennessee and they had them do a study. And they were using xylitol, and I don't understand why, but they were using xylitol as the placebo. But what they found out in this study was that the xylitol, even in tiny concentrations, blocked all the virus from adhering to the tissue. Uh Uh-huh yeah interesting. and and we took that and we're like this is pretty interesting and if people want to go read it there that what that study is on our webpage they can go to clear.com/science scroll down but it's in there um with a link back to where it's where it's actually published and and so at that point we started saying gosh this is weird let's so we actually sent a bunch of stuff up to Utah State University because they have a very good um virology lab up there. And what we found out is that our our nasal spray is actually virucidal to a number of these different viruses. H1N1, it's virucidal this to sars cov This is in test SARS tube SARS-CoV-2. experiments, right,
0: when you put it in a test tube. Is, is that what you're saying? Okay, in, in this vitro. This is all in vitro. vitro. Right.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And, and we actually applied after we had a bunch of these studies and after the first study that came out um, from Vanderbilt where they used just saline irrigation And 100% of the people got better. We actually applied to the FDA to do a human trial with our nasal spray. Mm -hmm. And and the FDA turned us down, and their reasoning for turning us down and not allowing us to do a study on a nasal spray was because our nasal spray is not a drug, and the FDA does not allow drug action studies to be done on products that are not drugs.
0: Catch-22, right. And uh, what this uh, reminds me of is is this, this old saying, uh, you know, it, it, it's too good to be damned true. If,
1: damned if you do?
0: Damned if you do and damned if you don't. In other words, <laughs> it's catch-22. If it is, if it actually is efficacious, uh, then it becomes a drug and then you can't say anything about it. And if it's not efficacious, that's fine. But if you claim it's efficacious, <laughs> there's a problem. I mean, it's, it's a really crazy set of rules. Uh, I have in front of me a study, and I'm not sure if this is the study you referenced. Uh, it, it bears uh, the uh, Byline of Utah State University, antiviral efficacy against virus infections in human-derived tracheal, bronchial, epithelial cells. Uh, the test compounds so, were various ones, xylitol, sorbitol, erythritol, and chlorphenir- chlorpheniramine valiant, Right, which is a, yep. an ingredient and, in some common nasal, over-the-counter nasal sprays.
1: Okay, so so that was a study that we just did, and that has not been published yet. But okay. that study is pretty interesting, and I'll tell you why. So the industry standard is that you do these these in vitro studies on viral kidney tissue. Okay, like even even the 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 uh, um, what are those those the infusions they give you monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. Even the monoclonal antibodies, all of those studies are done in vitro on viral kidney tissue. Right. I don't know why, but that's what the industry standard, that's the standard. is. Standard. Okay. Mm-hmm so we were out there and we did these studies and we you know we put it out there in the press and the ftc came back and said no you can't do that well why can't we say that it blocks adhesion well because it's not human respiratory tissue Hmm. well okay so the the people that are selling monoclonal antibodies they can go and do it on kidney tissue they don't have to go in and do it on gut tissue they have to do it on kidney tissue but they said no Yeah, you have to go back and do it. So we went back and did it, which kind of pissed us off because it was, you know, $40,000 that, you know, I think would have been a waste of time. But we decided to utilize it. And what we did, Mm -hmm. you you read off sorbitol, xylitol, and erythritol. Yep. So the sorbitol is a kind of a placeholder for a six-carbon sugar. Mm -hmm. Okay? Sucrose, glucose, fructose, sorbitol, mannitol, maltitol. All of those are six-carbon sugars. Okay, Then you have xylitol, which is a placeholder for five-carbon sugars. That's mm-hmm. the one we use the most. Erythritol is a placeholder for four-carbon sugars. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to do is see how these these different sugar molecules and that different carbon affected the different things that we looked at. And, and, and then you had chlorophenyramine and grapefruit seed extract, which are both by recital, and we just wanted to throw those in there to have them tested. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see in there, we tested it against H1N1, RSV, and the Delta variety of SARS-CoV-2.
0: Okay, so you okay. tested against the flu, respiratory syncytial virus, which is RSV, and and SARS. Yeah.
1: Correct. And Delta, it was really the Delta, strain, the Delta
0: strain of SARS, which is actually the more dangerous uh, form of SARS.
1: Correct. Of, 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 but what of, was really COVID, interesting right? is mm-hmm. if you, yeah, yeah, so if you look at that, and And I don't have the data right here in front of me, but the different sugar molecules affected the different viruses in a different way. And the erythritol um, the erythritol and the sorbitol were both effective at blocking H1n1, Xylitol to a much lesser effect. Mm-hmm. That's that log reduction value number there. Mm-hmm. But if you go to RSV, the erythritol didn't do much, but Xylitol and sorbitol did. Mm-hmm. And when you go and you look at the, at what it did to the Delta variety or, or you know, SARS COVID-2, all of them blocked it. Mm. Which is pretty interesting. So you have these different viruses and different sugar molecules that are, that are blocking these things at different rates and, and there's something there that, that we're going that we're digging in further to learn why that's happening. But it's just really interesting.
0: So on a a different subject, you have been engaged, and we spoke to you last time we spoke to you a few months back, uh, that you're embroiled in a little bit of a brouhaha with the Federal Trade Commission. Now, the Federal Trade Commission is empowered to uh, decide whether uh, companies are making truthful claims or whether they're uh, issuing fraudulent information to enrich themselves. Uh, You, however, uh, have run into a buzzsaw because essentially you're sharing truthful information, but the FTC says no because you're talking about something real serious. You're talking about COVID, and the FTC will only admit claims for the standard therapies. So this is fascinating. There's I'm just I just read this a few minutes ago, and I'm just really impressed. GeoPre Congresswoman wants to know why Feds haven't promoted nasal sprays to treat COVID-19. Uh this is uh a an article uh in uh I guess it's the Epic Times, is that correct? And uh yes. it's a detailed article which talks about basically the suppression of truthful information. And now uh a courageous congresswoman is asking the government, why haven't you allowed this simple, natural home remedy to be part of the solution for COVID? It makes sense. Why not?
1: No, I mean that. That's the thing. Is is not only does it make sense. Not only has has nasal hygiene been used for successfully for thousands of years. Not only is it that that it is physician recommended for practically. I mean, you're a physician. Tell me this: How many upper respiratory infections are you aware of that using irrigation is contraindicated for? I
0: essentially zero. Essentially zero. It, it, that I would is say correct. It is not only not contraindicated, it's indicated.
1: Correct. That is 100% correct. And I have asked dozens and dozens of ENTs and pulmonologists that same question, and every one of them said none. We tell people to use it for all upper respiratory infections. Exactly. But yet, when sars covid 2 when we first catch that, it is an upper respiratory infection until we sit around to do nothing and let it spread. Mm-hmm. And the lawyers at the FTC, and I, I think they're bad actors. I really think they are bad actors who are deliberately doing stuff. To, to and I don't understand the reason why. But you have bad actors that are lawyers at the FTC that are that are that are making medical policy and enforcing it as they see fit.
0: I, I just think that these are they're young attorneys who are just trying to. You know, do their job, get a promotion, uh, wait it out so that well, they can the, quit and then work ones, uh, work as attorneys, uh, basically on the other side of the fence. Because there's a revolving door there. Then they can work for you know major uh, drug companies uh, uh, fighting off uh, the FTC. You know, because they know the inside workings. So well, that's this how
1: it works. this this lady isn't this lady isn't a very young lady. I mean, okay. you know, we've looked her up and and she's not a very young lady. Um, I just think she's incompetent. <laughs> okay um you know when you sit there and you look at the at the history behind nasal hygiene you look at the studies that have been specifically done for covid i have no idea how she gets off by going and saying no there isn't any science let's file a lawsuit
0: well they just dig in their heels it just but can, can i share a little bit yeah. from this uh article i mean because it states it very nicely of course um representative nancy mace who's a republican from south carolina uh, not even your home state. Uh, so, you know, the, I'm not sure how she picked up the banner to support your cause. Uh, but, uh, she wrote a four-page letter, uh, to a secretary of the HHSS, the Health and uh, Human Services uh, Commission, um, department, uh, Xavier Becerra asking why the agency has ignored studies that show that nasal sprays are an effective treatment of COVID-19 and why it hasn't promoted their use to the public during the pandemic. The freshman South Carolina Republican lawmaker implies a cover-up by HSS and other federal agencies over the benefits of nasal sprays against COVID-19 in a letter. Uh, and then it details what's going on. It turns out uh, you've got a pretty high-powered attorney. Robert Houseman uh, is, uh, served as a senior advisor during the Clinton administration, and he was Appointed staff director of the White House Task Force on Drug Use in Sports, uh, and he's now uh, in your camp and basically <laughs> waging war against the FTC's uh, efforts to suppress this information. Correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. And and when and when she says that they're trying to suppress it, what that what they're going about? And I think maybe I mentioned this a little bit last time we talked. Was you have the FDA and the FTC? Working together to go after and fight and suppress every single company out there that I'm aware of in the that is that has even supported research projects with COVID, like like you know the biggest company out there, which is, they're bigger than us, Neomed, They gave product to to some to the two of these research study. They gave them to the one in Georgia and they gave them to the one at Vanderbilt.
0: And they make it just an ordinary saline and nasal spray, not re- even with xylitol you just make. Regular old nasal nasal spray, right.
1: Ordinary saline. Right. Yeah, ordinary saline. And just using an ordinary saline, the one at Vanderbilt, 100% of the people got better in like half the time. The one in Georgia, it showed an 8x. 8x reduction in hospitalization. And, you know, you can can spread that. You can push that out and say death of people if they just use a saltwater rinse after they had COVID. These are people who had symptoms, who had tested positive, who were sick and they just used saline, and they had an 8X reduction, okay? Now, if you thought about that, 8X reduction. If hospitals had been telling people to just wash their nose with saline and it stopped, you know, eight times, in the, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that they're not talking about it. But NeilMed, they just posted the, a link to that on their website to the studies. They received a warning letter from the FTC.
0: Merely, Merely to state that simple possibility that it might help yeah
1: correct and so, and, and neil med back down they quit yeah. they took it off and they just said no we, we won't fight it and there's we we just decided to fight
0: it. And, and they're much bigger company by a factor of, you know probably a uh, hundred uh, than you are you know you're i
1: don't i don't know about a hundred but maybe two or three okay so <laughs> they're not uh, that much bigger than we are okay so but there but was, there ask was another company oh go ahead
0: but i gotta ask you um you know, the, the, the other alternative would be to say, okay, fine, you know, we just won't talk about it. You know, let's just ply our trade. You know, we're a successful company. You know, we'll just get the word out, you know, health, nasal, you know, hygiene, blah, 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 you know, all the stuff that we've been talking about year in and year out without making extravagant disease claims. Uh, you know, it's costing you an enormous amount of money. It's, it's uh, aggravating. Uh, mm-hmm. You go in against the government, which has uh, extremely deep pockets, and uh, lawyers are expensive. And, you know, you're going to have to go to court and court is expensive. Um, Why do this?
1: Um, Well, first off, because I think it's the right thing to do, Um, you know, but secondly, uh, you know, somebody has to. You know, I mean, you can go back through history and and history is, is rife with people who came up with great ideas. I mean, my, my favorite example, obviously, is Semmelweis. He mm-hmm. wrote an article and said, hey, people should wash their hands. Doctors, mm-hmm. physicians should wash their hands between seeing sick patients, mm-hmm. you know, or working on dead patients and going and seeing live patients. And, and it reduced the deaths. You know, he, he, they were having an a epidemic of puerperal fever, mm-hmm. and all these women were dying. They had about 25% of the women that were coming in to have, to give, to have babies. Like 25% and, of them were dying.
0: And, and they, they laughed and at him. And he just started when,
1: washing his they, hands.
0: Yeah, they laughed at him and, and scoffed. But you have to know that uh, the end of the story is that uh, Semmelweis was rejected. He was hounded for medicine. Uh, he died uh, alone uh, in uh, an insane asylum, uh, you know, and his, 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 his genius was, wasn't acknowledged until well after his death. So hopefully, you know, He paid a very high but, price but, for his iconic classes. Now,
1: now, yes, but now I want to ask you a question. Yep. Because this is what is crazy to me. Yep. When do you think it was that the CDC and the American Medical Association came out with a position statement and said physicians need to wash their hands between sick patients?
0: Um, I think so. What you're that what you're saying essentially is how long did it take after Semmelweis introduced these ideas in the 1800s?
1: Is, is that what yep. you're saying? 18, 1848, 1848 is when he wrote his paper.
0: Okay, so you're, so when did they come up with those guidelines? I'm going to hazard a guess yes. that it was probably late in the 19th century, that it, there was a lag period of decades. Uh, how close am I
1: to being up? Um, y- it, it was the end of the 20th century. Oh, it was 1998, okay. and it was the AIDS and the Hep C crisis that drove it.
0: Right, I mean, there were there were sterile procedures. You know, surgeons use gloves and stuff like that. But I tell you, ordinary hand
1: washing was surgeons did.
0: Or, ordinary hand washing yes. was abysmal uh, in hospitals during my training. You know, we would go from patient to patient, and yeah, we're supposed to wash our hands, but you know who did? And you know, uh, we wore neckties, and the neckties would dip into the patients, and you know, then they would you know, as we leaned over them, and uh, it, it wasn't so great. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, and when and when we were kids. When I was a child, so it took 150 years. But when I was a child, and I think back on it, and I get grossed out about it, but I would go to the dentist, and the dentist never wore gloves. Yikes! Yeah. And he's going from one mouth to the next, and, I, and as I sit, th- and I didn't think anything of it as a time, but now I'm sitting here going, ah, go ah. But anyways, so yeah, so, and so people so have so to great fight back. So great ideas often take a long time.
0: Great ideas often take a long time to be great. adopted. Okay, more on the subject of. Um, uh, You know, your company's pushback against uh, the FTC, but also we have, there's there's still more. We have more studies to share with you, some uh, very interesting studies, um, uh, again, on uh, internal consumption of uh, xylitol. Uh, That's coming up in part two. Some very, very surprising results from a study out of Africa. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, our guest is uh, Nathan Jones, CEO and founder of Clear Inc. It's spelled X-L-E-A-R. The website is uh, clear.com, X-L-E-A-R. And by the way, the products are available at Walgreens, CVS, Vitamin Shop, Rite Aid, Target, Kroger, Public Sprouts, Natural Grocers, and Most Natural Products Retailers Nationwide. They can also be purchased on Amazon. Uh, the Spry Dental Products, same thing, Most uh, Natural retailers and amazon as well all right um coming back more of our discussion on the benefits of uh, xylitol products uh, nasal sprays and also uh, the oral products with our guest nathan jones thanks james nathan we'll be right back